What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the All Things Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Vic Lopez, as always, and I'm here with the experience from the Miami Heat game that I recently went to, which was obviously a preseason game. It was on Monday. It was Miami Heat versus the Houston Rockets. Um, Obviously, I got to see a lot of the guys that I was checking out in Summer League uh, from the Houston Rockets. I got to see Nikola Jovic up close for the Miami Heat. Uh, a, a lot to talk about, but this is going to be a pretty quick pod. Um, just kind of a reaction to my experience watching these guys in person. I got a chance to watch about three quarters of the recent Golden State Warriors versus Portland Trailblazers game as well, which I have some short things to talk about that, but let's get right into it. So that was an interesting experience. It was a lot of fun to watch games that don't count, (laughs) you know, obviously uh, not a packed arena by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, There were a decent amount of people. I want to say it was, uh, it was definitely relatively packed, obviously, because it's, you know, Miami traffic. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, it looked pretty lively in there. Uh, people definitely hyped, uh, definitely heard obviously the disappointment, uh, around me, uh, in terms of, you know, no Jimmy Butler, no Kyle Lowry, no Bam Adebayo, uh, for the Miami heat. Obviously it was really a, a B squad right out there. Obviously, you know, we, I saw some Duncan Robinson action, um, you know, just not the guys that you exactly uh, pay to go watch, right? Uh, Unless you're a big-time Miami Heat fan, right? Now, that's the part that I want to talk about, too, is, you know, kind of looking at the outlook for the Rockets, right? Like, this was... I believe this was a full roster, obviously, minus maybe... Well, I guess the Rockets were missing, like, three people, right? Right? Um, I want to say I wanted to see Deshaun Nix, which some of you might not be familiar with. Um, Jabari Smith Jr. obviously was out that game. Eric Gordon was resting, so he didn't play. Uh, no Derek Favors. It was a DNP. Uh, no Willie Cauley-Stein, which was a DNP. No Mo Harkless. But for the most part, in terms of their young talent, minus uh, uh, Jabari Smith Jr., you know, definitely got to see uh, Ty Ty Washington, Josh Christopher, Garrison Matthews. Uh, you know, Tari Eason, Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Alperin Shangoon, uh, Kenyon Martin Jr., Jay Sean Tate. You know, so I did get a good experience up close uh, watching these guys. And it definitely looked like they were trying. Uh, it looked like they really wanted to win this game. And they started out hot. Um, I'm not going to do a breakdown of that game. It's a preseason game between an awful Western Conference team, you know, really young team. And a Miami Heat depleted roster, right? Just guys resting, guys that are hurt, guys that are, uh, you know, maybe uh, just sat out due to coach decision, whatever it was. So, you know, you get a game like with the Heat that has Max Strews, uh, Haywood Highsmith, uh, Dwayne Dedman, Victor Oladipo, Gabe Vincent, uh, Jamal Cain, you know, Duncan Robinson, you know, just, you know, Nikola Jovic, just guys, you know, that you didn't pay, you don't really pay to go out to see these guys. But nonetheless, you know, 
Uh, definitely some positive things that you can get from watching this if you're a Heat fan. You know, guys that that had struggling sh uh, struggles shooting, right, kind of came out to shoot well, right? They they didn't. It wasn't like uh, it wasn't what you would expect, right, from streaky shooters. Uh, the guys that that are supposed to knock down shots knock down shots. Um, Victor Oladipo was awful, you know. Uh, but it is a preseason game, you know. Uh, but you would think that a guy 19 minutes, you know, kind of on that prove it deal. It's preseason, which that could be obviously a reason why he wasn't great. Um, I don't watch a lot of Heat games. Uh, the, my main reason for going to this Heat game was to really check out Nikola Jovic, uh, but mainly the Houston Rockets young core, right? To no surprise, Tari Eason was amazing in this game. Uh, he was just, he was a beast. Um, now, not in terms of like crazy stats, but just doing a little bit of everything. You know, um, this is a dude that, you know, he got a block, he got a steal, 17 points. He was a minus 19, but, you know, 17 points, 12 rebounds. Um, you know, not shabby, man, not too shabby. Uh, you know, one for three from three. The shot looked pretty good, even though, you know, he missed a couple of those. Eight for 11 from the field. A lot of it was like putbacks and, you know, some shots, some jumpers. Uh, some offensive rebounds. It, it was it was a nice little overall game. And Tari Eason looking like a big steal in the draft, which I did mention uh, while I was covering the Rockets in Summer League. Uh, I did talk about Tari Eason a good deal, you know, letting you guys know. Obviously, he made one of the all-Summer League teams, obviously. But before, even before Summer League, uh, I was impressed with him. So, you know, Jalen Green, uh, the shot looking like it's uh, a lot more fluid. Uh, you know, he shot five for 10 from three, obviously 50%, uh, made all his, made all six of his free throws. He had 25 points, you know, him and Kevin Porter Jr. really came out to cook. Uh, the percentages were good. Um, you know, these two guys, uh, just continuing to show, um, just why you should be excited as a Rockets fan right now. Some people might say, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. Probably a trade piece down the line. Um, but you know, either way, this is a fun young core. You know, I got to see Alperin Shengun, who doesn't look as big as I thought he was going to look in person. Uh, I will say that Tari Eason looked huge in person. You know, I knew he was a big guy, but he just looked so much bigger in person. Another guy that, that looked bigger than what I thought he was going to look like in person was Ty Ty Washington. Um, you know, just, he... I was just like, man, is that, that's Ty Ty? <laughs> like, I wasn't even sure, you know, that that was, that that was Ty Ty Washington. But uh, let me look at his listed heights. It says here he's 6'3", but man, he, I don't know. He looked like he was 6'5", out there, like 6'6". He looked really tall out there. I don't know if he was wearing heels out there or, or, or you know, maybe some, some really good Dr. Scholl's you know, whatever he's got in his shoes, but he looked really tall, uh, just really big out there, but he had a really bad game. Um, obviously, you know, one guy that I was just, I was kind of yelling out there, like just where is Josh Christopher, right? Didn't have a good game, but man, he barely played, you know, he barely played and he did make a lot of mistakes. You know, he, he had a lot of turnovers. Uh, I'm looking at the turnovers here actually. And yeah, six turnovers, you know, minus 10. He had 10 points, which I think he had all 10 of those points in the fourth quarter. That was like a two last like three minute burst 
that he had. Let me make sure I'm right about that. Yeah, so all 10 of his points came in the fourth quarter. Um, and, you know, the whole time I was at the game with my fiance, and I was thinking to myself, man, like, I'm here to see Josh Christopher. You know, I know Jalen Green is exciting. I know Kevin Porter Jr. is exciting. You know, uh, Alperin Shangun's fun to watch. I knew Tari Eason was going to be fun to watch. But, you know, one of the guys I'm really rooting for is Josh Christopher. You know, he he was the best Rockets player in Summer League. He was taken out early because they didn't need him to continue playing games. He was dominating Summer League. Uh, he's a year two guy that I'm really rooting for. Um, you know, making a lot of mistakes. Uh, he's, the when I watched him in person, he was very defensive with his dribble. Like, just like overly protective of the dribble. You could tell he was just afraid of getting the ball taken away from him. Whereas in Summer League, and this is a preseason game, you know, in Summer League, he was very aggressive, very loose, very fluid. And it's probably because, yeah, it was Summer League. But, I mean, we could argue Summer League has the same value as preseason. I guess maybe maybe you could argue that no, because preseason is literally right before the regular season and Summer League is more experimental in terms of, hey, just because, you know, you're not going to have your NBA roster teammates in the Summer League roster. Whereas in preseason, those are the guys that are going to be mixed in some rotation, right? Maybe some guys experimented and get sent back to their to their uh, other team, their G League team. But, you know, for the most part, you're playing alongside your, your NBA roster. So I guess, yeah, preseason, uh, you know, probably more valuable uh, for an NBA team. But nonetheless, you know, he didn't look confident. You know, he didn't look... Yeah, he didn't look confident in his game. He was very protective of the ball. He would really shield it, you know, turn his back. Um, you know, he would be easily phased by defenders when they would get in his space. Uh, he'd really give the ball up. Like I said, he turned the ball over a ton. Um, and obviously, as the pressure, they kept taking him out. You know, let me read the minutes he played uh, in that game. Let me see. It didn't look like he played a ton. 19 minutes, so yeah, he, he played a lot, but it, it, those 19 minutes were like, they were so spread out, right? Like, he played a lot of garbage time moments. Um, obviously, it didn't help that he kept turning the ball over, so I'm sure that's why he kept getting taken out. Um, but, you know, it was towards the end, like the last four minutes or so, where he really popped off. You know, he said, screw it. You know what I'm saying? That's when, that's when I saw Summer League Josh Christopher. The Josh Christopher that I've been talking about on this pod over and over again. You know, this is the guy that is a hidden gem for this team. Obviously, you know, I know they have Jabari Smith Jr., but he's a high lottery pick, right? Top three pick. So clearly, he's already a guy that you're going to give a big responsibility to. Um, you know, Tari Eason, obviously, a first-round pick for them, and he's been awesome. So he's clearly going to get a lot of opportunity on this team. Um, and obviously, you know, Jalen Green, Shangun, Kevin Porter Jr., guys that are going to start, you know, Kenyon Martin Jr. is going to be in the lineups, uh, you know, things like that. So I, I understand, you know, but it is preseason. So I was surprised to see Josh Christopher, uh, so limited by the coach, even through mistakes, you know, you got to let these guys play through mistakes, you know, and it's funny, uh, when Josh Christopher started going off in the fourth quarter, I heard, I would hear whispers, you know, of the, of the Heat fans, like behind me, around me, like, oh, who's that guy? Like, who's Christopher? 
you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like you have to be a real nerd to, to for right now to know Josh Christopher at this point, you know, because he's a year two guy uh, playing on a bad Rockets team uh, who just recently played in summer league. You know, so this is a guy that you would really have to either be a Rockets fan or just a really invested NBA fan to know Josh Christopher. You know, if you want to put someone to the test, just ask them uh, if they know Josh Christopher. You know, I guarantee you most people wouldn't know who he is. Um, but I'm telling you right now, this guy is an athlete. He can score. He's strong. He's in really good shape. He can get out and run. He has... I want to say he has to improve the ball handle, uh, but he has good body control. You know, he likes the mid-range, you know, just he's an aggressive guard, but I can tell that he really takes a back seat, you know, and at halftime, I noticed Kevin Porter Jr. kind of like giving him advice. It was like he was really giving him advice, for, I want to say for like five minutes. Well, maybe that's a little long. I think it was like two minutes or three minutes straight of him kind of like talking him through some moves and like kind of showing him, you know, when to, what decisions to make and whatnot. Obviously, I couldn't read lips. I was very close. Uh, we had really good seats. And uh, yeah, I could really tell that he's obviously giving him some pointers because he was having a rough game. Uh, so not a great game by Josh Christopher, but it was a really good fourth quarter for him. Uh, you know, he went off. He scored 10 points, like I said, at the end of that fourth quarter. And I, you know, and, and my fiance was like, man, like, you're right. You know, he has it in him. You know, because she saw him pop off at the end and I was and she was like, oh, why didn't he just do that the re like the whole game? And I'm like, well, you know, it's 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 a confidence thing at the end of the day. You know, it's hard to to have confidence in your game and not worry about getting pulled out when you make mistakes, because clearly, um, you know, it's it wasn't hard to tell every time Josh Christopher turned it over or or made like a like an iffy, sketchy, like a bad pass or a mediocre pass, I would quickly look at the coach, right? That uh, not, It wasn't Steven Silas. I'm, I'm pretty sure Steven Silas was not the coach that night. I think he was out. Um, but, you know, I could see the coach crossing his arms and kind of like just like walking away, you know, didn't look happy about that. And I can tell, you know, Josh Christopher would glance over uh, over at his bench, you know, to kind of look for the coach when he would make mistakes. So, you know, playing with that kind of thing, looking over your shoulder, every mistake, it's not comfortable. You know, it's not comfortable. Uh, anyone that's played in leagues or on teams where there's a coach involved that can take you out at any time uh, can 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 attest to that. Right. It's it's not a comfortable feeling. Uh, always second guessing what you're going to do because you think you're going to get taken out. So, you know, um, obviously at the end it was over, right? Like the, the heat were already, like the game was pretty much decided. Um, and there was like four minutes left and that's when Josh Christopher was like, okay, you know, this is game doesn't matter anymore. I'm going to do me. And that's when he went off, you know? So that's my opinion is he needs to have that aggression of, I don't care because it's like what Gilbert Arenas tries to tell these young guys on his podcast. And when he talks about it on the pod in general is, you know, these dudes have to just not care what the coach is saying. It might sound toxic, but hear me out because I agree with what Gilbert says, right? He basically says that players need to play their game and, and to hell with it, right? Like, like make mistakes. Don't be afraid to, to take the shot you're comfortable taking, to do what you've worked on, even if the coach isn't going to be happy about it, because there is going to be a coach out there looking. Someone out there is watching, 
you know, these games are televised. There's a million scouts in the NBA. Um, someone's watching. So you play your game and yes, you're going to make mistakes, but you're also going to show your potential. And eventually you will be playing for a coach or a team that appreciates what you do. And I agree with that. You know, Josh Christopher just has to take that aggression and that confidence and just put it in every time he's out there. I'm not saying be a ball hog and make stupid decisions and attack, attack, attack. But, you know, just go watch those last couple minutes of Heat Rockets from Monday night and you'll see what I'm talking about. Like just his aggression, not hesitating, just going straight into his shots, uh, you know, looked confident and he looked comfortable, you know, obviously because the game was over. Uh, side note. You know, I watched Nikola Jovic in person, and I was very impressed. Um, he actually moves slower than I thought he did. Uh, he looked a lot quicker on TV, <laughs> you know. Um, a lot of guys look faster in person. A lot of guys look slower in person. Uh, Jovic, to me, looked the opposite. You know, didn't look so quick like I thought he was on TV. Um, obviously, I don't know if he was even trying to move quickly. Uh, you know, his shot looked really good. You know, he hit the side of the backboard on one of those threes. Uh, so that was kind of wild. But, you know, I can tell, you know, the confidence isn't there yet. Uh, but I did notice he is aggressive off the ball. He tries. And when he the Heat does this, has this motion offense, right, where they pass and move, pass and move, pass and move. It's like it's like pass. And when you catch it, you attack, you catch it, you do something with it. Right. And that was causing problems for the Rockets. And it's going to cause problems for a lot of teams to be that active. And so Jovic would catch and go. And it was funny. My fiance's like, man, poor kid, this guy, like he gets hit every play. And I'm like, yeah, but he's getting foul calls, you know, so he's causing trouble for the opposing team because when he's going downhill, he's so much taller than the average defender that's coming at him that they either have to foul him or, you know, let him go. Right. Um, and so, yeah, he is going to cause problems for opposing teams uh, matchup wise because this guy is like 6'11, you know, and he's light footed and he has some finesse and he he is very patient, you know, and he can shoot so he can keep teams honest. Uh, the shot looked good. It looked quick, you know, uh, like it does on TV. Uh, pretty much uh, no surprises to me of Jovic. He looked just as big as I thought. If not, maybe I thought he looked even bigger <laughs> in person. Uh, but yeah, you know, Jovic was impressive to me. Uh, the stock, has it gone up? Like my stock in Jovic? No. Uh, but it also hasn't gone down. I feel the same way I do, right? A guy that has a lot of potential because of the size, because of the length, because of the, the mobility, uh, the shooting ability, uh, the ball handling ability, right, at his size. So my stock has stayed even on Jovic, right? I still think he's going to be a really good player. Uh, but I didn't see anything in person that made me think any less of him or any more, right? Like, I don't, it, my opinion hasn't changed. I, I feel the same way. You know, I still really like Jovic. And I still think he was the right pick at that number, even though, you know, the, because I'm talking about in terms of uh, what was known at the time of the draft. Obviously, if we were to redraft, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of other picks that we could have taken ahead of Jovic. But, um, you know, knowing then... At that time, Jovic seemed like the right pick. So, uh, you know, another little side note about my experience at the Heat game. I bought some beer. I bought a water bottle, um, some food, and they took away the cap 
from my water bottle. I've been to many heat games and never has the cap been taken away from me from the water bottle. And I asked, what's that all about? And the lady said, oh, well, sometimes uh, they're telling us to take the caps away because people are throwing them onto the court. And I'm like, well, I have a whole bottle <laughs> filled with water, so I could just throw that too. And she was like, that's what they said. Like, that, that's what they want us to do. Just take the caps. I'm like, all right, like, I guess. I mean, I still have the bottle. You know what I mean? But I thought that was interesting. Uh, I thought that was kind of stupid, but you know, uh, all in all, it was a fun experience. Uh, the Heat Rockets game was awesome. You know, Jalen Green looked every bit as good as he does on TV. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. cooking, just such a skilled one-on-one -on -one guy. Um, you know, doesn't really play for the team. He's just like a score-first guy. Um, you know, Jabari Smith Jr. is going to bring a lot to this team. Uh, defensively, just the versatility, running up and down, rebounds, filling the gaps. Um, you know, he's going to fit really nicely. And I was kind of down on it at first because I thought he was going to a selfish team, but who knows, you know, I think he's going to help them a lot. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that was my experience, uh, at the heat game. It was fun. I'm going to go to many more this season. And, uh, yeah, uh, I guess I can go ahead and talk about, uh, the three quarters that I watched from Portland Golden State, uh, which was, uh, I believe it was a couple nights ago or yesterday. I don't even remember at this point. Uh, but yeah, I watched Portland versus Warriors. And <laughs> listen, I I love Chauncey Billups. Hall of Famer, championship guy, tough guy, tough mentality. I don't think he's the right guy for the Trailblazers, man. You know, you guys that are Portland fans probably know more than me. Guys that watch those Portland games. I don't watch a lot of Portland Trailblazers basketball, but I do watch a lot of Chauncey Billups press conferences, and I do catch some highlights for the for the Trailblazers and things like that. Um, but I did watch three quarters, and while obviously Damian Lillard didn't play, I'm not going to judge it off of the lineups. I'm going to judge it off of just, you know, the difference. Like, what do I see differently in the scheme what these players are doing defensively, which was the main focus for Chauncey Billups. He wants this to be a two-way team. Um, no, you know, uh, doesn't look good. You know, I know it's preseason, but this looks the same. This looks the same. Guys standing around on offense, uh, defense not, not doing anything, you know, just getting beat. Uh, there was, you know, there's some times where they intercept passes and they turn defense into offense, but... It doesn't look good, guys. It doesn't look good. You know, I was watching uh, just the Golden State, you know, no Steph, no Clay, no Jordan Poole, uh, and Golden State just scoring easily against Portland. And Portland just, man, just because my whole thing is I'm not going to judge their offense. I'm going to judge their defense because that's what Billups was hired for, right? He was hired to be to give this team identity, right? His identity, as he has stated multiple times, is to bring toughness to the team, right? Mental toughness, physical uh, team defense, turning defense into offense, sharing the ball, motion offense, getting the ball off of Damian Lillard's hands and not stagnating. But that's exactly what we're seeing. We're seeing the opposite of everything that Chauncey Billups talks about. You know, um, I didn't watch the rest of that game. Frankly, I don't even know who won that game. Uh, but I watched three quarters and I also have heard 
uh, from multiple people on pods, on on multiple channels, you know, that they're basically seeing the same things I'm seeing is the offense is stagnant. No one's helping each other. The defense is weak. They're not, they're they're just giving up easy points. Uh, Paint defense is a problem. It just doesn't look good, you know, and I kind of saw it coming when it's never a good sign when a coach continues to give the same reason for a team's losses. Oh, it's effort. It's effort. It's effort. Guys aren't trying. Guys aren't showing effort. Guys aren't showing energy. I didn't like the effort. It just always, and I've said that before on this pod, that seems to be his excuse every time for a loss. Oh, team just didn't have it. Oh, you know, guys just didn't show up today. You know, you can't, you can't keep giving that, you know, even if, even if that may be slightly true, listen, the front office went out and got you two way guys. Now I'm not going to sit here and argue that they got you the best defenders in the NBA, but they did get you some two way guys. So I just think that this is a day and age where you need to understand that some players just don't show effort and you need to be able to come up with a team defensive scheme that can hide guys, that can make guys better. And I just feel like, you know, he's making use of Nurkic, uh, like just kind of like blitz, right? Like go up top and Nurkic can't guard on the perimeter. He can't, he, he cannot keep up with these guards. That's why he's, he was always in drop coverage. Like this is a guy that needs to be in a paint area. Right, kind of like similar to Rudy Gobert in a way, right? Like someone that can stay in limited space, not out on the perimeter. It's a disaster, you know? So I don't know what he's thinking. And Anthony Simons, Josh Hart, Damian Lillard, these are not big guys, you know? This can be a really small team. And I don't see how they're going to be any better defensively. You know, I'm already seeing on comments, like when I'm watching these uh, Chauncey Billups press conferences, there's like this one guy <laughs> that, that's commenting on every single one. You can go find them on YouTube, the press conferences with um with Chauncey Billups after the games. And there's like the same couple people that they keep commenting a hashtag and it's hashtag fire Billups. <laughs> so it's no surprise that there's already people out there looking for his job. So um, yeah, you know, that was just, that's just my thoughts, kind of random because those are the couple of games that I watched. Um, I'm gearing up for the regular season. The next pod, I'm actually going to do a prediction on the NBA awards. It's going to be a super early prediction on these awards, so I may do another one mid-season. Um, but yeah, that's going to be the next episode. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. I'm your host, Vic Lopez, as always, and I'll catch you guys on the next one.